0: No, I'll run this town to be near you
1: No, gray skies ever t-
2: And a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there. It's 10.077 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show. heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Hope you had a great week. Uh, it was a pretty good week. First back of the post-New Year's Mark Aram Show. I'm happy with what we got. I'm really happy with tonight's show. Um, Ray Liotta will join us. Uh, Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones will join us but the, the headliner if you will in the Mark Aram show tonight one of my favorite comedians of all time she is Wendy Lieben she is at the punchline this weekend welcome to the program Wendy Thank how you are you so
3: much I just finished all of my holiday shopping <laughs> well done I know. <laughs> good for you well I've been thinking about what to get everybody mm-hmm. because it's the thought that counts absolutely right? um, but I finally you figured finally did it, it all out. I'm,
2: I was on vacation for about three weeks, went out of town, and I get back post-January 1, and there's Christmas presents waiting for me here at the station. Nice. And then it's like, oh, now, you know, I thought I was done with my shopping, but like, oh. Oh,
3: now you have to. Yeah,
2: Jay Black got me peanut brittle, so now I got to go <laughs> find something. So I'm, I am am actually still. You
3: could re-gift. Just give. I do that. You. I
2: do that a lot.
3: I regift, gift but I tell you, that this is a gift that somebody gave me that I have no interest in whatsoever. So
2: you're full disclosure regifter.
3: Yeah, just in case I regift it to the person that <laughs> gave it to me.
2: I'm a, I'm a regifter of um, gift cards. Like I get a, people give me gift cards right. for some reason to places like Nordstrom or Lane Bryant, like the places. I'll that, take them. Yeah, so I I have no idea what those places are or what I can buy. So. My my postman got uh, Nordstrom's gift card. Uh, my poker dealer got Lane Bryant. I, I mean, I just regifted. Well, my
3: that's gift cards. a weird one because Lane Bryant is for, for plus size big women. Big ladies,
2: yeah. This guy, he's he's a it's skinny a man, but I gave. My, he's but he gonna likes big it. Ladies, so maybe he could. <laughs>
3: he's he going regift. But I'm always concerned, like that the card itself was regifted and that maybe <laughs> they used some it. of it.
2: <laughs> I never thought about that.
3: I know, somebody gave us a card once for a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I called up to find out how much was on it, and they said nothing. Really? But I think that was because time had, ex- you know, lapsed. It expired. It's yeah. Yeah.
2: That, that saved you the embarrassment, though, of eating a huge meal, and then giving the a gift and card. Then and
3: then wash- washing dishes.
2: Yeah. there's still gift cards uh, to the punchline? Can we still get those? Are those... Uh, we, ha- we
0: have a way that you can
2: gift somebody <laughs> admission to the to the Punchline. Yeah, so Jamie Bendel, uh, owner of the Punchline, joins us now at the new location inside the beautiful Landmark Diner. Um, if, if you don't mind, with Wendy here, just talk about, about how things are going at the new spot.
0: You know, things are really actually going very well, Mark. It's perhaps the best comedy club in town.
2: Perhaps, um, I would say yes. It is
0: definitely. the best. Ba- I mean, I, I try to give a... Uh, it's allegedly... I'll pat you on the back. Okay. Yes. Um, it but, is... I would uh it's it's a little bit of an interesting process because I don't know what you just described as where we are and all that stuff is a little bit of the unwieldiness mm-hmm. that I'm experiencing of how do I say, where it is sure. we are dead at the intersection of piedmont and roswell sure inside the landmark diner and people say i've been in the landmark diner where exactly does the club fit yeah well they've given <laughs> us half of the building <laughs> yeah exactly so there's 200 seats inside the diner and you say well where inside the diner specifically and i say they don't come they inside the, room, yeah. the front door and immediately to your left
2: you'll see two big doors that say room. it's a big the punchline yeah. comedy club Next time in the
0: kitchen. Next time if asks, you've you say, reached
2: you know the counter that's where we're
0: performing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, a couple of guys exactly. right through the thing. Um yeah, if you've reached the cheesecake,
2: you've gone too far. <laughs> uh, you need to you need to turn left. What I, what I'm excited about um and no offense to the uh the fair at the original punchline location, but I'm assuming now I've got a wider selection of edibles available to eat. At the new oh location God. inside the diner, right? It
0: is everything that was available on the menu mm-hmm. you can get in the
2: showroom. So anything that shrimp scampi, we got it. You got it. We got it. The uh, roast turkey with stuffing, we got that. That's amazing. The Greek you, salad, we have that as matzo well. Ball, they have really good lots yeah. of ball soup.
0: There, I know Randy.
3: Marcy was tr- eating it less.
2: We
0: we've got the the whole. So we not, have both I'm the kit and to the tell caboodle you how
2: to do your business, Jamie. Obviously, <laughs> but. That's a big selling point to me. The, oh, food. It's, the it's food? absolutely. food. Absolutely. You can, I'm, you're going to go on a limb now and say we have the best food and the best options of any comedy club we, on the planet. We
0: may have a broader menu yeah. than any other comedy club. There's no question.
2: No it may in the have. Country. Yeah. Wendy, back me up. Yeah. You've been uh, on the road for years.
3: Years and years, and I was going to say, and I I really think this club is amazing mm-hmm. and one of the best clubs the new club yeah. is one of the best clubs I've performed in because and I've seen them all
2: you can you can see Wendy Lehman while enjoying a Monte Cristo <laughs> name another club <laughs>
3: so I, I I'm.
0: French yeah dip. you can have exactly. French dip you'd <laughs> like a euro we have that too well, so you'd I'm like saying, veal piccata listen, that's Wendy's available the,
2: the butts in the seats the comedians are the highlight mm-hmm. but you can't undersell the fact that the food is phenomenal and you can get a chocolate shake and mozzarella sticks. sticks, and it's
0: mozzarella exactly. sticks, and I'm seeing comedy. So like, it's I, all
2: about the food. Yeah. It well, the food helps. The food helps, especially the Mark Aram Show listeners. They know I, <laughs> I love food. Yeah. I talk about food all the time. Yeah. so I'm going to come and see Wendy. I'm going to see all the comics because I love you. I love the punchline, and but I'm going to stay for the food.
0: Yeah, I and uh, not to t- totally change topics, but re- <laughs> revisiting Christmas, I was so depressed when I got a bag of the bad kind of Twizzler cable there's is there a good kind no i but it was like <laughs> it was the joy of christmas i was like sweet a bag of twizzlers Wait, turns out it was a bad th- kind of twizzlers i don't yeah. know no are no all no, bad. no they What's have the, the, th- g- the one that looks like it's a cable that's been cut oh. in half and it's all the little s- oh, strands yeah. of not it's cherry and it's not and
3: somebody gave that to you
0: on the way in however yeah totally wiped the slate clean because you guys had individually radio, wrapped yeah. real twizzlers cox radio twizzlers are the mm-hmm. best boom you Wendy. guys have a
3: lot of candy out <laughs> we, there. You know, like, I like to eat Dum Dums, the the lollipops, mm-hmm. and then I eat Smarties, hoping they cancel each other out.
2: Calorically. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Are you? Uh, see, my wife likes the sour candies, like Sour Patch Kids mm-hmm. and Sour Skittles. I, as you saw, am a chocolate guy. I like the uh, the chocolate, the dark goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you like the
3: I like other stuff. Candy.
2: Just candy. I in like. General. I
3: I have a sweet tooth and it's actually the only one I have left. <laughs> I have the rest <laughs> of the that. Um No, I like raisinettes. Those oh, are the those girl are great. raisins. Yeah. But my favorite are uh, peanut M&M's.
2: That's
0: classic. Yeah, you can't I can't go I, I'm a candy holic. I'm, M&M. I'm anti sourification. Are you? Yeah, I think that there are certain, like, you can get like,
2: sour gummy lifesavers. Yeah. Oh, right. my no, my my wife you can't. Loves them. No, you can't. My wife has, they're a thing called fiber gummies. Did you know about this? Yeah, where it's a, you get your it's fiber like a
3: probiotic. Yeah,
2: or I don't. I don't know. My wife it's uses fiber. them. they she has fiber issues, and she puts them in gummy form. And she literally said, "I would take these more often if they were sour fiber gummies." <laughs> because she was, she's still looking at it as candy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I
0: think it. they actually make them. I think you can get a sour. Don't tell her that. Yeah, don't I know you can get that. a sour multivitamin.
3: I. Cough drops says.
2: Do, do you have Wendy Wendy Liebman in studio? She's the punchline this weekend. Um, do you have any pre-show rituals? Is there something you need to eat, drink, whatever before you go on stage? Or
3: I ha- no, I don't have to eat or drink anything, but I do have to floss sometime during the day before I really? perform. I, it's just a superstition.
2: That's no, that's good. And though. then
3: the other superstition I have, I don't know if it's superstition or ritual, but I usually straighten up the green room. Before I <laughs> perform, I have no idea why I'm not a neat freak. Did, um, have you?
2: Did you see the green room at the old Punchline?
3: Oh yes. You I've, need weeks. To you know straighten what? I didn't even up. try to straighten up that one. I actually messed it up a little bit more.
0: How's the green room in the new spot? Uh, the new green room uh, at the new spot is fantastic because you can get a milkshake or <laughs> mozzarella sticks in it.
2: <laughs> fantastic. Um, Wendy leaving is too. I, I got to mention this. Um, I've been a fan for you for viewers for you. a long time. And you were on two of my of probably my favorite t- TV shows of all time, the Larry Sanders shows and Doctor Katz. I mm-hmm. absolutely adored both of those shows. What was it like to be to be on those? Uh...
3: Well, Larry Sanders, which was Gary Shandling's mm-hmm. show, um, they had me doing. A bit on TV like as if I were performing on his show mm-hmm. and then Hank was in a hotel room with a hooker <laughs> yeah. and he was watching the show and my jokes were all about being married yeah. so it was like trying to get him <laughs> to feel guilty for not for being in this hotel room um, But it was just surreal doing stand-up on a fake talk show in front of a real audience. And there was a fake green room. It was just bizarre, the whole experience. But I loved it. And then Dr. Katz, I started doing stand-up in Boston. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Katz was one of the comedians. And we were really good friends. We did road gigs together. And uh, he had me on the show. And I played myself. And... They had my mother on the show, too, but not my real mother. Okay, well, that was Mrs. not your real mother. Okay. They had Mrs. Liebman. It was okay. somebody else's voice, but... Uh, Were the, you
2: happy with how the cartoonists portrayed you in Dr. Cat? Well, I had
3: very short hair yeah. at the time, and I look like I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I had looked more like I look now when Understood. they cartooned me, but um, it's...
2: Well, they can CGI at in the uh, digital yeah. re-release of Dr. Katz. Oh, yeah
3: thrilling i mean i think ray romano got his start from sure doing i mean John mark maron ray romano just yeah. like
2: it, both of those shows I, I still to this day love both of those shows and they were so good but they were so ahead of their time mm-hmm. like yeah. larry sanders show could be on now and killing it
3: right he uh, broke that fourth wall
2: yeah it's just it was it's it, and it holds up too i don't know if you ever get to watch any of the reruns it. Yeah. it holds up so well. It holds up so well, as does Dr. Katz. Do you know what does not hold up well? Mm -mm. Lone Wolf McQuaid.
3: I didn't see it the first time. It's
2: a uh, (laughs) Chuck Norris movie that, as a kid in the (laughs) 70s, I thought was the greatest movie of all time. I saw it two weeks ago over Christmas break. Perhaps the worst acted movie in the history of movies. That's hilarious. It was literally like Chuck Norris went to a bar and was like, I need nine guys to to be in this movie. (laughs) And that's who and those get. were the ones so bad.
0: I tried to uh, persuade my daughters to watch with me um, Clint Eastwood's Any Which Way But Loose, classic. That they didn't up. they didn't they didn't get it, and I was like, r- right turn, clock, the orangutan, yeah, the I best sidekick in movie, the best sidekick.
3: You never saw that, no. But I remember seeing a movie in the seventies called The Hot Rock, and I was so bent on showing it to my stepsons, and I found it in a used video store and we watched it and it just did not do it for me. It was hilarious. It wasn't funny. Going back in
2: time is a slippery slope. It
3: was not funny. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting. Like I will watch a rerun of uh, MASH or All in the Family and I'll I'll see jokes that I think have influenced me. Sure. To my stand-up now, but I didn't realize it then.
2: Well, the, the the classics like that, hold up. Lone Wolf McQuaid. Does <laughs> Didn't not. do it. Pop hot rocks, Rock. Hot Rock. Yeah, yeah. It Pop Rocks, whatever does yeah. not hold up. Doesn't. Wendy, can you hang on one more segment? Of course. Jamie, you have no choice. Uh, we're going to come right back. Uh, Wendy Lehman in studio. She's at the Punchline this weekend. Tickets available at punchline.com. A little rusty there, buddy. Where, we, where we've where we always been. I was like, do
0: I say the phone number or not? No. no just website, punchline.com. Just website, just website. All right. We're coming right back. This
2: is The Mark Aram Show.
1: Find you and make you
4: want me. Now that I escape sleep, walk awake.
2: Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show uh, on the Friday edition. Wendy Liebman in studio. Uh, the headliner, the uh, sideline acts tonight. Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones. I'm excited uh, about that, Natalie Dormer. Uh, she is. She's going to be in studio, right? No. Means- do, you, have, do you watch Game of Thrones? I have
3: never seen the Game of Thrones. What's
2: your, what's your favorite TV show right now? Well,
3: we just started watching Better Call Saul. That's the
2: follow up to the other show that I did, Breaking Bad. Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad. And
3: it's great. And I also loved um, Orange is the New Black. And those are the those are the shows that i like but okay. i watch everything like i watch a lot of late night sitcoms like right now it's frazier but for a while it will be the nanny or so i watch those late at night because i'm an insomniac
2: <laughs> you're someone is watching the nanny reruns late at night and her name is wendy Mr. Lehman. Sheffield.
3: <laughs> but no i also watched the food network okay. and my husband's like why why you don't know how to cook and i'm like i might learn you never, never know too late. i also watch a lot of the true crime shows honey
2: how <laughs> <laughs> to go it away with murder uh, I'm I'm really excited thank you so much for coming in thank uh, you so
3: much for having me
2: I'm excited to see you at the Punchline the new location inside the landmark diner the corner of Roswell Road and Piedmont Road and you know now Jamie anytime there is a crash at that very <laughs> busy intersection I will say on channel 2 a crash in front of the Punchline Comedy Club inside the Landmark diner. right? No if charge hit, to you If you hit the cheesecake You've gone
0: too far <laughs> if you
1: <get> the <laughs>
2: you Tickets available for the show At punchline.com And just to reiterate You go to see Wendy Tell the jokes And be funny But you stay For the widest Largest Greatest menu In comedy club history History No club Has ever had a menu Like you no, have. No, Nobody has tried to do something This ambitious With a menu At a comedy club You can before. get A western omelet While watching Wendy Liebman
3: it's a double
2: threat. <laughs> it is a double threat. Do you, do you get? Does she get carte blanche, whatever she wants? Uh, she gets carte blanche. So you can go surf and turf tonight if you want, pre-show.
3: I'm going. And I'm then, <laughs> going surf and turf.
2: And then you can floss right after before you head out.
3: You have a good memory. I try.
2: I try. Uh, can we follow you on uh, Twitter or anything like I'm that? I'm on
3: Twitter, Wendy Liebman, Okay. L I. E-B-M-A-N. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. It's just my name.
2: Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. We'll see you at the Punchline, the new location inside the landmark diner in Buckhead, Peachtree, Piedmont, Roswell Road, that triangle of goodness in the heart of Buckhead. News, weather, and traffic next. This is the Mark Aram Show.
4: The white and
2: the blue. All right, welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Joining us now, uh, an actor in the movie that I've seen the most in my life, my favorite movie of all time. The movie is Goodfellas. The actor is Ray Liotta. Mr. Liotta, an honor and a pl- uh, privilege, sir. Thanks for joining us.
4: Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me.
2: And uh, now we're going to see you on the, uh, the small screen tonight on NBC, the premiere of your new series, Shades of Blue. Tell us about this.
4: It's a it's a cop drama uh, where there's a group of us who we do things that are moral. We do things that are not not moral. We do good and bad things, uh, and I find out in, very early on that that the FBI has captured one of the, one of my people and is setting them up to 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 bring me down and i'm trying to figure out what's going on and as you can imagine i'm not too happy about it and it's it's just how this kind of uh, uh unfolds in front of us but but it, there's there's so many dynamics there's so many just uh good actors and good things going on between us there's 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 a lot of uh uh I'm so, just little, what's so right Word a lot of character things that are going on as well as a lot of action
2: talking to Ray Liotta the series is Shades of Blue it premieres tonight on NBC uh, you play lieutenant uh, Matt Wozniak um what's it like playing uh, the boss cop in a in a show like it's, this
4: I've I have i have done it before I played a lot of cops uh some good some bad I really like it I really enjoy it there's a certain Power that you have, uh, in terms of, uh, of playing a cop. And I just have a lot of respect for what they do. Early on, uh, when I was researching, uh, I would do ride alongs with, 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 with cops. And it was really interesting what, what they do and what they face and how, how dangerous it is. You, like every day it could, you know, especially now, now things really are out of control.
2: I, I can imagine, all right, so you, you've you played many cop roles, and, and of course the famous role as a gangster in Goodfellas. You have, uh, I would imagine, people of all walks of life coming up to you and talking to you about roles you've played before.
4: Yeah, yeah, I did a movie, Karina Karina, with Whoopi Goldberg, that... that, that a lot of african-americans like because it's a show It was in the 50s and it's how her and i got together uh... and kind of fall for each other so yeah that i've done a couple muppet movies uh... and then the ones you mentioned Field of dreams there's a little bit of everything i've been doing this a long time so i've been fortunate enough uh, enough to play different types of parts i think
2: my, my favorite character of yours in the movies we're talking to ray liotta by the way um, was the dad in Blow. Like, I just loved that guy. I was rooting for that guy the whole movie.
4: Yeah, he was just deeply in love with his son, No, knew his son was up to no good, and kind of had to turn his back on on what he was doing because it just was so against his principles of, of, of what to do. And it, uh, it's a true story. What's really interesting is... Uh, Barry Levinson directed uh, this. He's Academy Award-winning director, and he directed *Shades of Blue*. And he actually knew uh, and. Uh, uh, George Young, who, who was the main, who's the real guy in uh, in Blow that Johnny Depp played, and they knew each other uh, when they were living out here in California. Out, I forgot in what beach, Laguna or somewhere. And and he actually wanted to be an actor and got Barry Levinson to go with him to take a ride up to L.A. to check it out. Barry became uh, became intrigued with it and obviously uh, uh, got into the business, and George went off and became a huge uh, Coke dealer.
2: Now, I think recently, like in the last week or so, I think George, uh, the real-life guy, got out of jail. In the got last... out, I think, yeah.
4: That... I, I think I've heard
2: that. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, all right, we're wrapping up with Ray Liotta, uh, an amazing actor. You can catch him tonight on NBC, the new series Shades of Blue, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Thanks so much for your time. Best of luck, sir. Okay, thanks. See ya. All right, welcome back to the show. Joining us now, uh, a celebrity beyond compare. She's in uh, two of my favorite things of all time, uh, the Game of Thrones and the Hunger Games. She is Natalie Dormer. Natalie, thank you for joining us on the show.
5: Absolute pleasure. How are you, Mark?
2: Excellent. And now, obviously, you've spent some time in our beautiful city of Atlanta during the uh, Hunger Games filming. Um, tell us thoughts about uh, the southern jewel that is Atlanta, Georgia.
5: Well, I miss your food. I mean, <laughs> I, there's nothing else to say. Luckily, I was training for a marathon at the time, so I was able to run run it all off. <laughs> the gorgeous richness of the, your love, your food there in Georgia. But um, yeah, I, I, I miss I miss your restaurants and your food a little bit. I have to admit.
2: What What were some of your favorite restaurants here in Atlanta, if you don't mind sharing?
5: I won't be able to remember the names. <laughs> it was like a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah, I that's true. You, I'm afraid. That's... But uh, I don't want to mess it up. But um, I became a local at a fair few, definitely.
2: Excellent. Well, hopefully you'll have reason to return sometime to Atlanta. I mean, it's basically become the Hollywood of the South. There's so many movies being filmed here down here now.
5: So much shoots there now, right? It's fascinating. Yeah.
2: Now, uh, one of the things that uh, I want to talk to you about is an upcoming film called The Forest Uh, it it opens Friday and I heard you talking about this with Jimmy Kimmel uh, on his program tell us a little bit about The the Forest which is coming out on Friday
5: So The Forest you meet my main character Sarah um, and she seems like the perfect housewife, you know about that in Atlanta, good husband good car, good job, everything going for her and um, then she gets a phone call from uh, halfway across the world, the Japanese authorities phone her and say, your twin sister, your identical twin sister, has gone into the Okagahara Forest, which is a forest underneath the beautiful Mount Fuji in Japan, um, where people, it has the reputation where people go in with the intention of taking their lives and not coming out again. And that's one of the more upsetting um, characteristics or associations that the forest currently has. Um which obviously the Japanese find upsetting, but it is the reality of the situation. And they say to her on the phone, they say to Sarah, we're not going to go and look for your sister because we're pretty convinced she's dead. And Sarah says, no, I can feel that my sister's alive because she has like a a, a mysterious twin connection with her. So she gets on a plane. She does what most of us would do for someone we really love. Um, She gets halfway across the world and she goes into that forest to find her sister. And then... Stuff starts going bad quite quickly.
2: Now, the forest is kind of freaky, right? There's some some mental
5: aspects to this forest. Yeah, I mean, that's what I loved about the script so much, and I wanted to do it. It's not your normal sort of slasher, gore-fest horror movie. It truly is a psychological horror movie with many thriller elements. And, you know, for me, I just loved this idea that it's not necessarily that the forest is a bad place. It's that it just has this power, this um, this power to reflect your own demons back at you, stuff that you're carrying deep inside. So if you have such sadness within you or you're you're carrying a trauma that you haven't yet addressed or your own emotions it's going to find a way to throw them back in your face and I just thought that was a really uh, intelligent place to start a script because you know we all have baggage demons history that we'd rather not have so it was kind of a commentary to me on um, being in touch with your own emotions
2: and that hits home to me because I've got about fifteen things that I carry with me on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> like a lot of them are minor, but they—they they, you know—they stick out from childhood, like picking on a certain kid, or I, I know there's just these things that weigh on our consciousness. And that would freak me out if I went and those things were thrown back in my face like that.
5: Yeah, I mean that's when a horror movie. You know, true horror in the pure genre, um, that's its, its great power is to be this metaphor for our real lives. And basically, this story, what you're looking at is this beautiful, loving relationship between two siblings but who had a trauma in their childhood. And one has dealt with it and one hasn't. And it's kind of ironic because you could kind of argue the sister that looks, appears more strong on the outside. Maybe it's actually the other way around. So I really, I think it's I think it's a thinking person's horror movie. You know, you like bangs and scares, great, go. But if you want something a little bit more, something a bit more emotive and something drama you can sink your teeth into, it's there as well.
2: I'm excited. I like the psychological thriller. Let me ask you a question. Where, where do you live, Natalie?
5: I live in London.
2: Okay, let yeah, me ask yeah. you the question about movie theaters in London because here stateside, I want to know if, if you guys have caught up to us or if we've caught up to you. Going to the movies is so much more enjoyable now for one simple fact. Obviously, you're producing great movies, and that helps. But um, recently, like we've started having assigned seats in movie theaters, which I don't know why it took 80 years to come up with the idea of assigned seats in movie theaters where you know you're going to sit. Do you have that in England where you know what seat you're going to be sitting at at the movie theater?
5: I mean, mo- mostly. There's still ones that you can go to or certain showings where it's like, you know, a free house that you can sit where you want, (laughs) but mostly you're allocated now. Yeah.
2: I just enjoy knowing where I'm going to sit. It's like in a plane. Like, I hate going on a plane where you don't know where your seat is, but if you know where your seat is in a movie theater in a plane, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. It takes, like, some of the stress off.
5: it's preference, right? It's like you say on an airplane. It's preference. Everybody is different, and people want to sit in different places. So... it's uh it's whatever makes Taylor's the experience to you the
2: best right absolutely I will be front and center for the forest on Friday
5: (laughs) I like to be a little bit further back to be honest yeah
2: well you don't want to look straight up on the screen but definitely uh in the middle of the theater I can't let you go without asking about Game of Thrones when's that coming back and what can we expect from your uh awesome character in that in that tv show
5: Uh, Season 6 is on its way in April, I believe, and so it's not that long to go now, guys. And uh, we find Marjorie Terrell where we left her, which is in a very dark, dingy, cold jail cell. So... More contained than Sarah in the forest, but pretty much the same.
2: Time. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were not That's in a good situation condition. at the end of the last season. Um, I, 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 liked your character. You know, a lot of characters in Game of Thrones, you either uh, you feel indifferent about them or you hate them. Yours was a character that I really liked from from the start. I just liked your character in that in that show.
5: Oh, that's lovely that you say that. Thank you. She's a uh, she's got a good heart, does Marjorie Terrell. I genuinely believe that. So uh, uh, that that's lovely that you say that.
2: Excellent, Natalie. Thank you for uh, for your time. Uh, love your work. The forest starts Friday. Uh, psychological thriller. Check it out, folks. Natalie Dormer here on the Mark Aram Show. Have a great day.
5: Thank you very much. Bye, Atlanta. Take, Take care.
2: See ya. <laughs> 59 degrees on Peachtree Street, monitoring the situation on the Air France flights. We'll have the very latest coming up in just five minutes. Bill is in Buckhead. Billy Baru, welcome to the program. How are you, sir?
1: Hey, how's everybody? Excellent. Good topic tonight. Listen, uh, briefly on on the the pleasantries that we all exchange, Mm -hmm. how you doing? (laughs) One of mine, since I'm uh, in the senior bracket, I I always say uh, I'm doing okay for an old guy i like it but here's another one and i think you guys might recognize this and sadly it doesn't necessarily have to do with radio 750 but it's how you doing well better than i deserve
2: that's a common one okay i'm living the Uh, dream that's a lot of people say that how you doing i'm living the dream
1: oh yeah that's another one i'll tell you the car thing boy that's a man uh, personally, and this is driven by my own econ- economics, I don't. I'm fine with never having a new car. I'm fine with that.
2: That's what the experts say: is never buy a new car
1: because the use, and it's it's sort of a smoke and mirrors game, like a lot of sales, and uh, the whole leasing thing is a myriad uh, that I don't know. You should have had Clark on here to advise some of us.
2: <laughs> He's sleeping. He is way past. It's way past his. Yeah, I deal. understand. Yes. Anyway, do what now? That's all I got. Do what now? Just kidding, Bill. Do what now? Kenneth, Nancy, Jen, I promise we'll get to you right after the very latest from the news, weather, and traffic departments. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Still to come, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. No other talk show in Atlanta gives you Johnny Kilbasa and Booger. They actually might be the same person.